Player coach, are you having real, honest conversations with your team in a one-to-one setting? Are you being a mentor? Maybe you've been mentored in the past and maybe you didn't even realize it, but you had a really good conversation or tough conversations with your manager or someone in your life that really made a difference. That is the role of the player coach, to be able to have those conversations that have real impact, that help people set clear objectives, help them identify what is going on for them right now and how they can get out of their own way. These are conversations that people will remember forever. So this is big. Enjoy this episode. We get deep into the mentoring. Welcome to the Player Coach Podcast for tips on how to grow your business, strengthen your team and increase revenue, all while you work more efficiently and enjoy better work-life balance. You can learn our unique Player Coach system for free by heading over to playercoach.com. I think one of the most important skills that any player coach, leader, business owner can develop is the ability to mentor people and to see it as a real skill. I think that sometimes when we're having these conversations with people, and when I talk about mentoring, I'm talking about sitting down, having half an hour, one hour, one-to-one, and having a conversation that doesn't mention KPIs or results, but just a real conversation. And my belief is that if you're having bench coaching conversations daily and you, you are training weekly and you're having these kind of water cooler conversations around the business, that you can have 30 minutes, an hour to talk about someone's professional and personal goals. And it is a goal-orientated conversation. You know, I think that sometimes when we're having these conversations and people start to talk and they talk about, maybe they start talking about their problems, that we start to feel like we're a therapist. There's probably a serious caveat here, which is you're probably not a therapist. Unless you are qualified, then you're not. And therapy is very different to mentoring. So if you think of mentoring as a goal-orientated conversation, we're working towards something. Maybe it's something that you as the leader has experienced and you can help that person on that journey. And I always think of mentoring as where we're going and where we are now. Whereas therapy, whilst I don't don't want to get into therapy, but therapy is typically the past up to where we are now. And we stay in the past. But what we're really doing is talking about the present. So it should never feel like you're doing therapy. And think of it as a pragmatic goal-orientated, sometimes challenging, but supportive conversation that enables people to remove any barriers to performance, any resistance to change that they might have, to air any concerns that they have about their own performance or what's going on in the business. And it should always be pragmatic and it should always be action-orientated. So we've talked about accountability. We've talked about ask, don't tell. Those two, for me, are at the very core of mentoring. The ability to ask questions that make people think, that make people feel challenged, that get them to think through their own challenges, to help them get creative, to help them think about where they are now and what's perhaps getting in their way and to help them get unstuck, to help them think through what their 
actions could be, what options they've got to solve that problem and ultimately achieve their goal. And then our role as a mentor, going back to the accountability, is to hold them accountable against that. Not to let them go, okay, well, good luck. You know, have fun with it. I hope it works out. I think that's where the player coach who gets lost in all the other work perhaps forgets that part, is to say, right, we're going to follow up on this. Now, you said you're going to do this. I'm on your side. We're going to work through this together. You're committed to it. So let's check in. Or when would you like to check in on this? When do you think you can have this done by? When do you want to achieve this goal? And then the actions are really what we're keeping people accountable against. And I think that what we underestimate as leaders is the power of those conversations. And we've talked about legacy a lot in this program, but I think there's a lot to be said for that. You know, that these conversations are the ones that people remember forever. You know, the fact that you gave them 30 minutes, one hour every month, whether it's in the office, over a coffee, beer, lunch, whatever it is, walk around the park, they will remember those conversations forever. Sometimes those conversations are nice to have and easy and it feels good and there's some good positivity that comes of it and some goals. Sometimes they're difficult and they hurt and they feel like a kidney blow for the person. But that's our role as leaders, to bring that challenge to the conversation, to keep people accountable, to help them go beyond their own expectations. I think that's our role. I think it's our purpose as leaders. And I think it's a gift for the person that we're, we're working with. When I've seen leaders do this consistently, the relationship they build with their people, one thing I talk about is building relationships away from the game. Now, I mentioned Sir Alex Ferguson, 25 years, Manchester United. He was kind of considered this angry man shouting at the players from the sideline, you know, ruthless on accountability. When you interview the players, when they've been interviewed, they say he's like a father figure to them. And it always made me curious, you know, and it's because he knew his players inside out. His language was, I knew the ones I needed to put an arm around the shoulder. I knew the ones that needed to kick up the arse. That was his quoting him. And knowing your players inside out, getting them away from the game, away from the business, and having meaningful conversations that inspire people to think differently about their potential. I think that's a wonderful thing to be able to do for people. When we talk about mentoring, people think that, okay, so this is where I get on my pedestal and I share all my knowledge and I tell people, this is how I did it, so you just go do it. And remember, I, I tried that. You know, a lot of sales managers and leaders try that. They think that if you just do it my way, everything will be fine. And it just doesn't work that way. The skill that a mentor has to develop is the ability to be a great facilitator, to facilitate change in people. And actually, once the player coach recognizes that they don't have to have all the answers in those conversations and that the skill is in the listening, listening is a skill, you know, to be able to hold the space, to be silent, not feel that we've got to jump in when there's a gap. Because usually when there's a gap, it's because the person's thinking. So when we jump in and because we feel uncomfortable with the silence, we ruin that moment for that person to think. So the two main skills, maybe three, but I mean, there are a list of them that we could go through, but listening, you know, two ears, one mouth, you know, really active listening, present, so that you're not just hearing the words, but you kind of experience the emotion with that person. That's listening really listening. 
the ability to ask powerful questions that make people think, that help them work through a problem. What's your biggest challenge right now? Why is that happening, do you think? What ideas have you got? Where would you like to be? You know, the what's, the where's, the how's questions. And paraphrasing is a very powerful tool. You know, when you hear something, just paraphrasing it back to them. Because sometimes we might paraphrase something back and they say, no, that's not what I meant. And then you say, well, what did you mean? And they say, well, it was this. Okay, well, let's go with that. So paraphrasing is a really good way to make sure that they're being heard and we're on the right page. Are we seeing this thing through the same lens? So those three would be my list we could go through, but I, I think those three are the, the three to focus on. Certainly one of the negative consequences of not mentoring your people, and think of the, the bigger picture as well, the system. So bench coach daily, train weekly, mentor monthly. You know, what we're talking about, you know, let's say you've got two or three people on your team, that's 12, that's a meeting every month, one-to-one. They should be sacred in your diary, rocks that you don't move. There's nothing worse than someone getting a cancellation in their invite because the one-to-one's been cancelled because I've got a lunch meeting or I've got a special client that I've got to go and see. Because what you're saying is that that's more important than you. And that's fine maybe once because you kind of get it. You know, you understand, okay, it's a big meeting. We want to close the deal. I understand that. But when it happens again and again, it's not the fact that you've missed three meetings. It's the fact that that person hasn't had any mentoring from you for three months. They've not able to sit down. And that can, and I've spoken to people who said, I've not spoken to my boss for a year. And a year goes quick. So for the business owner, who, the player coach, who's just trying to put out fires and deal with all these things and spin all these plates, they're just getting on with it. And they think they're having conversations, but they're not having the, the real conversation. And then that person starts to think, maybe I'll just see what's on the job. You know, maybe I'll just see what other opportunity, maybe I'll call my friend and see what he or she's got going on down the road. And before you know it, it's like the boiling frog analogy. You know, this thing's been happening. And then all of a sudden, someone comes in and hands their notes in. You're like, wait, what? I didn't realize there was a problem. Well, because you haven't spoken to me for six months. Going back to what I said about Sir Alex Ferguson, is that he had the mission or the, the green light, if you like, to be more directive with his players on the sideline because he, he's got a relationship away from the game. If you're on that bench and you've got a coach who's shouting at you or telling you what to do, and that's all you hear, it might be all right at the beginning of the season, but by the end of the season, you're just burnt out. By it. You're not even hearing it. It's just noise. But if that coach is meeting you once a month or every other week for a coffee and saying, how's it going this season for you? How do I need to be as your coach to get the best out of you in the game? What are your goals? Where do you see yourself in three years? What do you think we need to be doing more of or less of to have a better season? And you're having those conversations, you know, how are you getting on with uh, the new house that you're moving into? How's your wife? How are the kids? How's your partner? Then when the coach says something, you're like, yes, coach, no problem. Because there's respect. I know you've got my back. I think we underestimate that. So don't underestimate the power of your conversations. Diarize them. Get them booked in. Everybody on your team has a meeting with you once a month, you know, where you sit down and you have a chance to reflect on the month and where you're going in the future. And it can be around personal and professional goals. Get them in a diary and start having those conversations because it will make a difference to you and your business. 
and people will remember it forever. Thank you for joining me on the Player Coach Podcast. For more tools and techniques on how to thrive as a player coach, head over to playercoach.com, access the free training, and sign up for one of our free webinars. My name is Andrew Silito, founder of the Player Coach Blueprint, and we are delighted to have shared with you how to succeed from the sidelines. See you next time. Yeah.